Welcome to Equipus Christchurch. Equipus Church is a whole lot of friends championing one another to go higher in Christ. For more details, check out our website at equipuschurch.com forward slash Christchurch. Here's what I love about the house. Is, is it's a place where anybody could come. You don't have to be a special type, have a certain amount of money. You don't have to be perfect. This is a place where you could come and find love and grace. Team, man. Pastor just leaks. I want to just labor on this because I think so often we forget just how important it is to be in the fellowship of, of, of the house of God. And, and often we treat the house like it's a supermarket. You come in, consume, swipe, and leave. Yeah? It's meant to be funny. <laughs> and so often we, we don't stop in the aisles and have the, the conversation. So often we just pass by and, hey, how you doing? Bye. And we spend more time talking to each other on social media than we actually do face-to-face then we actually do interacting with one another. The word this tonight is, again, it's, it, it comes with simplicity, but I pray that it'll touch you in the place where you understand that the Word of God is powerful, that it's powerful enough to raise the dead. It's powerful enough to make the blind see. It's powerful enough to lame, make the lame man walk. It's, it's, it's powerful enough to make the barren woman con- conceive. It's powerful enough to change the youngest to the oldest. And so what I, what I want to do tonight is I want to give you my title. And it's just called The Word. The Word. And I'm referring to the Word of God. Here's our tagline. I want us to train hard and fight easy. Train hard and fight easy. I had a conversation with my wife. It's my lovely wife on the, on, the, on the keyboard there. You might not know. Her name's Shelly. She's amazing. But one of the, one of the things that we find is that uh, often as, as Christians or as believers, we, we try and, and, and live our lives to the full when everything's going well. And then when the poo hits the fan, we try and build foundation then. Now, who tries to build or fix their house in the middle of a storm? Nobody. Who tries to, to get things, their affairs together when times are tough? People do it, but it's a foolish way of doing things. What I want to encourage you today, we're going to hit this on first base is that we want to train hard and fight easy. So we're going to talk about the Word. Have you got your Bibles? <laughs> Have you got your devices? Mm-hmm. That's right. We're a modern church. We could take the Word anywhere. Open your Bibles to, to Hebrews chapter 4, verse 12. You got it? It'll also be on the screen. I'll be reading from the NIV translation. This is what it says. 
For the Word of God is alive and active, sharper than any two-edged sword. It penetrates even to dividing soul and spirit, joints and marrow. It judges the thoughts and attitudes of the heart. It's short enough for me to read it again. For the Word of God is alive and active, sharper than any two-edged sword, It penetrates even to dividing soul and spirit, joints and marrow. It judges the thoughts and attitudes of the heart. It just, in this one verse, lists the capabilities of what the Word of God can do. It gives us God's nature, His life-giving truth nature and it is powerful it is powerful and it's active how many of you have experienced ground shock jump from a great height and because you don't land properly shock waves just go through your body and you just feel it and through your joints right how many of you have have, have experienced like static shock <laughs> If you were helping us set up the gym, last gym Sunday we had, a lot of people who were shuffling around the carpets to put on the floor, you went to touch something or somebody and you heard this tick. And it was, it was static shock. How many of you have ever been electrocuted accidentally? <laughs> right? So we, so we know the power that comes from some kind of energy and here's what I want to say tonight is the Bible, I mean, you could, for us to gain, gain an understanding of, of its power, it's kind of like that, but it's more than that. It is more powerful. I mean, electricity is enough to power lights, to power the whole of your house, even today, to power your car. Electricity has that power. But isn't it amazing how the Word of God not only created this whole universe, but it has the power to change lives as well. So from this massive, vast power of this great God of the universe, He comes down and He narrows it down to us. The Word of God is sharp and it's penetrating. I would like to describe it. I had um, the, the privilege and the honor of going to my dentist this week. And the privilege and the honor of swiping my card for one bitter tooth to be taken out of my mouth. That process was painful, even though I was numbed in my pocket. Right? So, so here's the thing is... I, I saw him with all of the tools of the trade on his tray. And after I was being numbed, like there was a little bit of a scalpel kind of device that he used and drills. And I don't want to scare you, but the process was amazing because it was precise. And it was in this, this area of my mouth down the very back, a molar. And, and, and it was a tooth that had gone rogue and it needed attention. And what I was amazed about was he had these 
loops that came over his eyes and he could see directly into the area that needed attention. The word of God is like that. He, he, he locates the specific area of your life and your story and he's able to locate that space, isolate it and deal with it. And he cuts out stuff that doesn't belong there. And it costs something. It actually costs something. So whenever we go through uh, times in our lives where the Word of God speaks to us, the Word of God is like a scalpel or two-edged sword. It's like a dagger. Often when we, when we speak about the sword, we think this massive sword. But the word that's been described in this, in this passage, it's like a little dagger. And it's sharp on both ends. And you're able to maneuver it fast. Imagine trying to yield a sword. Like someone that hasn't been trained to the art of warfare is unable to yield it, right? But a little dagger, anybody can use it. So that's, that's the picture I want you to capture tonight, that it's, it's not something massive that you have to be a grown man to yield it. Anybody can hold it. But it has power. Do you know here at Equippers, one of our, one of our, 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 our purpose statement is, is that we're equipping people for life through faith in Jesus Christ. We're equipping you for life. In, so, so I may be the pastor, but we're all ministers. We are all ministers. No one is exempt from this. You get to go out into the world. We get to go out into the world and we get to tell people and show people about the love of God, right? Now, if you haven't experienced the love of God in your own life, how are you able to do that with others? You have to understand the power of what you carry. It is alive. Now, sometimes you've heard me describe, you know, some of our believers or Christians, who, people who profess to be Christians, they look like they've been baptized in vinegar. It's because it's, they're just a bit, you know when you eat like a salt and vinegar chip and you're not, you're not expecting to eat it? It's a bowl of something else and then someone just puts in a salt and vinegar chip and it's unexpected. And you, you know the reaction like, if you don't like salt and vinegar. Sometimes that's the experience the world, my, my very own friends have told me about this. Is that, how, Tico, how is it that you're different? I say, well, you, you need to come and meet some of my family. So how is it that you're different? Because you don't speak the same, you don't judge people the way that other Christians, the experience that they've had, but we feel the love of God every single time we're with you. The Word of God is alive and it's active. Come on, we're an active people, right? We're an active people because we contain the Word of God. The Word of God was so important to Jesus that He would even read it. This is the Word of God Himself. It was important enough for Him that He would read it and He would spend time with it and He would even quote it. Famous uh, quotation that, that Jesus had this conversation with, with, with Satan. Why don't you turn your Bibles to Matthew chapter 4? And we all, well, I'm assuming we kind of know the story. But this is an encounter that Jesus has with Satan himself. Who's doing the Daniel fast currently? Anyone fasting right now? Yep, yep. So a few hands. 
So Jesus here um, uh, has been fasting for 40 days and 40 nights. We're fasting for 21 days. Wow. All right, so I'm just going to read so we're all on the same page, right? So then Jesus was led by the Spirit into the wilderness to be tempted by the devil. After fasting 40 days and 40 nights, he was hungry. Yes, you would be hungry after 40 days and 40 nights. I'm hungry after a day. The tempter came to him and said, if you are the son of God, tell these stones to become bread. Jesus answered, it is written, man shall not live by bread alone, but every word that comes out of the mouth of God. Verse five, then the devil took him to the holy city and, and had him stand on the highest point of the temple. And he says this, verse six, if you are the son of God, he said, throw yourself down, for it is written, here's the devil now quoting scripture, <laughs> for it is written, he will command his angels concerning you, uh, they will lift you up in their, in their hands so that you will not strike your foot against a stone. Jesus responds. Jesus answered him. It is also written, do not put the Lord your God to the test. Ah, again, the devil took him to a very high place. Um, and showed him all the kingdoms of the world and all this splendor. And this I will give you, he said, if you bow down to me and worship me. Jesus said to him, away from me, Satan, for it is written, worship the Lord your God and serve him only. Then the devil left him. And angels came and attended to him. That's an amazing verse in verse 11. Then the devil left him after Jesus quoted scripture. Then the devil left him. This is after Jesus quoted scripture. So the first temptation had to do with knowing what is important in life, like your provision. Often the enemy would try and tempt us in areas that, that things like the basics, the basics of human life, food, shelter, water, clothing, right? It's often these areas that if you are left in want in these areas, he will be able to come in and test you in that. The second temptation had to do with trusting God. Those who truly trust God and experience the reality of the faith daily do not need to find spectacular uh, things to convince them that God is alive. We have Christians who chase crusades all over the world because they wanna see a spectacular move of God. We've become like pyrotechnic freaks of the supernatural is because we're wanting to see these amazing things. And yet God is saying, just in your backyard, just in your city, just in your community, that's where I want you to be a spectacular show for me. Church could be like that sometimes. Is that we come, like who was here last Sunday? We didn't have any drums. 
oh my goodness. Like, that was amazing. Because it means that the drums isn't our provider. The drums isn't the, the point of, of, our, of a worship. The drums adds to the atmosphere of worship, but it's not the thing. Right? So often we, 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 we would say, oh, I want to go to that church because they sing amazing songs. I want to go to their church because they have amazing greeters. I want to go to their church because they followed me up. I want to go to their church because they're real friendly. I don't want to go to that church because they're real clicky. Like, we treat the word of the house of God like it's, we're going shopping. Go to the mall. If the price is too high here, we'll go over here. And we dare not walk into a $2 shop because someone might find you there. And so sometimes we cheapen the word of God to suit our needs or to suit our status, to suit the things that we feel that would make us acceptable. No, 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 the word of God is sharper than any two-edged sword. It is powerful and active. The third temptation was about fulfilling the great, his commission, what God had sent Jesus for. And the enemy knows that if he can't get you anywhere else, he'll try and get your destiny. He'll try and get you about where God wants you to be. And so we, we have to be awakened to this. We have to be aware of the, of the enemy's ploy and plan to disrupt you. And he will not come in front of you and, and literally shake you up like spectacularly. He will do it subtly. He will wait for you to be in such a place like you have the feeling like you've been fasting for 40 days and 40 nights. Because he knows that's the right moment for every human being, you would take anything because you're so desperate. And that's where he will try and, and make the move. And so we train hard and we, three people. And so we train hard and we fight easy. Here's some benefits kind of like giving you a nutritional guide here. <laughs> Here's some benefits about the Word of God. If you're taking notes, this is the first one. Number one, it's for nourishment. The Word of God is for your nourishment. The Bible is food that nourishes your spiritual life. It describes it in Hebrews where it's like milk to the babes and solid food to the mature. Or those that have grown up. So it's for your nourishment. We all know that you can't give a baby a piece of steak. Well, you can, but they won't be able to eat it. They'll just make a mess with it. His, you know, after I went to the dentist for the last, so I spent my show weekend eating wheat bags. <laughs> mm -hmm. um, because I couldn't chew anything. Right? Here's the thing. So after the incision had been done and the surgery had been performed, I couldn't just go back to the way I did things. I couldn't just go back to eating normal food. And so it required a, a time of just sitting and, and waiting. Because my whole <laughs> face was numb. 
And that's amazing because, I mean, when I saw the x-ray of my tooth, it was a wisdom tooth. When I saw the x-ray, I mean, the root, Jill Jane's, you know, my hygienist, and she's like, oh my gosh, look at that. Like, it's, it's, it was pretty deep in. And so, but when, when, the, um, when they numbed my mouth, it was a small, he was a small dentist, right? The two of them, him and his assistant, <laughs> we were like in a boat that was rocking when they were trying to yank this thing out. And, and yeah, I just want, don't let it scare you from going to the dentist. Like, I didn't feel a thing, right? But it was just like the process of yanking out the root of something that is in there requires push and pull. And that's what the word of God does to us. Like, I mean, there's a lot of us who are mature in the room. Like, life and all of the experiences that we've gone through have dug itself deep into our spirits. And it's become like a stronghold that someone better dare not touch it. And if you were to remove it just to pull it out, it was, it'll be very painful. And I believe, like, sometimes by the grace of God, He numbs that area. And the process of yanking out deep-rooted stuff, pain, fear, anxiety, unforgiveness, all of these areas in our lives that we've dug in and we've decided, now nah, that's staying. And we use it in life to, to grind through stuff. And everything filters through this pain. And every now and then, it tells you that it's there. It tells you that it's sick. It tells you that it needs to be removed. And when the time comes when the surgeon actually cuts through it, it frees you. So I spent a few days eating soft, mushy food. It was not nice. How much more do we, as grown believers, still feed on mushy food? It's disgusting because it wasn't meant to be for you. I get it. If you're a new Christian, you need to be on food, on, on milk. You need to, the, the, the quality is the milk of God's word nourishes where you are at. But at a certain point of your life, you have to upgrade. You cannot stay on baby food the whole time. It will not sustain you. Here's the thing. I would have a feed of like four wheat pixels. Literally about an hour later, I'm like, oh my gosh. I'm hungry again. And that's what happens if you are a mature believer and you're still feeding on mushy food. It won't sustain you. You'll always be hungry. You'll always be chasing after things. You won't settle. You won't, you won't settle on things that God has given to you. <laughs> so the word of God, the, one of the benefits, it, it nourishes you. Secondly, it cleanses us. The word of God has this cleansing power. God renews our minds and our hearts. And, he, and he, so he renews our minds and he cleanses our hearts. That's what it does. Number three, it gives guidance. 
Man, how many of you have like we've been stuck in certain situations and all we've had to do is turn to the word of God and it gives guidance, right? I mean, this was written thousands of years ago, but man, it's relevant now. It speaks to life today. So it gives guidance. David in the Psalm, Psalm 119, says, your word is a lamp unto my feet and a light unto my path. Number four, it brings strength and security. Feeling fearful, feeling anxious about job security, marriage, relationships, Christmas, dare I say. The Word of God brings strength and security, overcomes any trial you go through, any test you go through, any difficult situation or circumstance that come your way. Jesus tells us in, in Luke chapter 6, that everyone who comes to me and hears my words and acts on them is like a man building a house who dug deep and laid a foundation on a rock. And when the flood occurred, a torrent burst against the house and could not shake it because it was well built. Train hard and we don't try and build in the middle of a storm. You don't try and fix your marriage in the middle of a storm. You don't try and fix your kids when they've gone off the rails. When life is good, that's when you teach them. We have this parenting thing that, we, that Charles and I have done. We've learned this from someone. Um, and we, we call it teachable moments. So we would go on dates with our boys separately. Um, and Rubes would, would know this, but... Um, so we'd say to them, if, if, we, if we've seen behavior, because traditionally back in the islands for me, it was just, you just get a hiding and get over it. And without actually getting told, you learned the lesson. <laughs> so that was one way. Um, so one of the ways that we chose was that you, you, um, you find teachable moments. And so we would ask them out on a date. Uh, this is where everything was sweet. Everything was good, Right. We say, hey, you, you, you pick the cafe. You pick whatever you want to eat. And we'll sit down. So this is separately. I would generally uh, you know, have time alone with one of them and Charles with the other. Actually, it tended to be more me, babe. Maybe because we were raising boys. <laughs> hmm, slow learner. Hello. Um, and so we'd sit down and and and... Here they are feasting on their caramel slice or whatever, big, you know, big smoothie. And so I'd say, you know, hey, um, so the other day when you spoke to mom that way, it, was, I didn't, it didn't sit well with me. And I think it goes against what we stand for as a family and, and, and our faith and what we believe in. And what, what do you think? It's like, oh, yeah, I know. I was just like. You know, they're opening up. And I, feel, I felt really stressed out. And I think, I think mom was just getting on my back. And, but realizing, you know, that's, that was not the best way of, of reacting back. Okay, cool. So what do you think we should do next time? I said, just take time out. Okay. And be respectful. Yep. Cool. End of date. We go home. Conversation's done. And so when confrontation the next time comes up, you just got to look at them. There's just this look. And it's like, 
We had this chat. <clears throat> but it's, it's amazing. You just got to look. And often, it, that needs to be our experience. When life is going well, when we're living in, through a life of breakthrough and, and momentum and God is blessing, stick close to the Word. Let the Word feed you. Let the Word get into your spirit. Because here's the thing. When pressure comes, we react. And we react. It's, it's more, more than often, it's like unchristian-like. It actually goes against everything that you believe in your heart is the way to respond. I'm guilty of that. Who's guilty of that? Everybody. So that's why it's important to build the, the, the foundation when life is good. I say that to parents. Look, that's a free tip. It's worked for us. I pray that it works for you. It's the same with how we honor the word of God in our homes. Start them young. Don't try and do something extravagant when they're teenagers and you've never done it when they were kids. They'll look at you and be like, Psh, why are we doing this now? Oh, because mom's worried that you're going to go smoking after this. Serious. Because mom's worried you're going to be sleeping around. And we're trying to do that when the kids got sense. When they've locked in, there's a foundation that's already there. And we're trying to teach all these good sense. When it, I mean, by the grace of God, man, he will allow you to walk like it's not a cookie cutter process, right? I'm just giving you the best case scenario. Because if you didn't get a chance to do that earlier, that's okay. You get to start over again. But the conversation level just needs to be a bit more pinpoint, a bit more precise, a bit more to the point. This is why we don't want you to do what you are going to do. Right? Awesome. You good? Okay, number five. The Word of God has benefit. It, has, it, it, it allows you to be fruitful. You are fruitful. Because God promises success to those who are faithful. You are fruitful in the sense that you are, the fruit that you bear is ripe to the picking. People will, will gravitate towards you because there's something about you that says God is active and alive in my heart and there's love that's just radiating. People get love static shock when they come close because it's active and it's alive. Number six, victory. Come on, let me say victory. Victory. God's word, the, the, the word alerts us whenever the enemy's close. Do you know, if, if you've got like a security system in your house, a burglar alarm system, you know, you find them in the corner of your um, ceiling walls and, and you, there's like a, a white box or whatever and, and there's like a red light. Um, I've actually seen this, like, it just looks like that, right? But here's the thing. If you were to fill your house with, um, like, fog, and you were to open that thing, there's this infrared that, is, that goes to a certain area of your house that we can't see, but if with fog, you'll be able to see, right? This infrared that picks up anything that moves in that vicinity. The Word of God is like that for you. 
When you take it into your heart, into your spirit, the moment the enemy enters in, the infrared of God's word picks it up and it alerts you. Intruder alert, intruder alert. This is not a drill. Temptation is on its way. Button down the hatches. Come on, we're going. Intruder alert. But if your infrared isn't working, he could be standing right up in front of you. And you got no idea nor any defense of what he's about to lose. <laughs> but here's the thing. With your two-edged sword, the word of God, it's not this massive armory that you have to yield. It's quick. I mean, Jesus snaps out three dagger stabs at the enemy with the word of God. It is written. It is written. It is written. He's like, oh, I'm wasting my time. Wouldn't you like that? For that to be the enemy's response to your faith, to your level, because you've trained hard and you're just fighting easy. Oh, you should do that. For it is written. No, no, you should, you should think this, for it is written. But you're really entitled to feel that way, for it is written. Devil, you will not touch nothing. The ability that the Word of God has, I think we need to, to hold it with, with its authority and its power because we understand that it changes lives. It changed our life. I'm going to read it again to us. Is that okay? Why don't you stand with me? Somebody needs to hear this tonight because I, I, I just, I just, this is, we're training hard because this week I want you to fight easy. You may need to go home tonight and you may need to look up the scripture again. Wasn't it amazing seeing the kids, hearing them memorize the scripture? That's what I'm talking about. I didn't know they were doing that. It is so simple, yet it is complex. The art of warfare is, is, is the art of not being seen. Stealth. Right? Right? So often the enemy would just sneak up on us. What if you were to sneak up on him? That even before he came into your radar, you were standing there like, not today, Satan. Not today. What if that was to be your response this week? I want you just to close your eyes. Let me read this over you. For the word of God is alive and active sharper than any two-edged sword it penetrates even to dividing soul and spirit joints and marrow it judges the thoughts and attitudes of the heart Father tonight as we stand before you, we're reminded of this amazing word 
that you have given to us. We thank you that it's alive and active. And Lord, God of this universe, even in your greatness, you are able to locate us and our needs, our very many needs tonight. And you're able to surgically remove the things that have taken deep root in our hearts and lives like fear and anxiety and unforgiveness. Things, Lord, that this world would try and use to keep us captive. Father, tonight we thank you that your word nourishes, it cleanses, it gives us victory, it transforms us and gives us the ability, Father, to continue to be fruitful. We want to train hard, God, because we believe the victory has already been won. And so tonight we stand as a response of faith because we know that you will fulfill what your word has been sent out. And it'll achieve its purpose that you've sent it out to. Thanks for listening to this podcast. Check out our website at equipuschurch.com forward slash Christchurch.